0: Hello, welcome to the Ilone Show. I'm your host, John Ilone. In this episode, don't have regulars, because reasons, I guess. As for our guest, he's from Anglesey, Wales. He's co-author of the books Decades, the Bee Gees in the 1960s, and Decades, the Bee Gees in the 1970s. Ladies and gentlemen, I
1: give you Andrew Hughes. Hello, how's it going? Great. Good. Pleased to be with you this evening. Yes, indeed. So, how's life? Uh, hectic. Lots of lots going on. Lots of between one thing and another. Uh, between the day job and uh, writing these books. Because, um, as you said, uh, we've got the decades, the bgs in the 1960s and the 1970s out. But we're contracted to do another two volumes as well. Um, we've got to do the 80s and then the 90s up to the present day. So, there's still a lot of work still to be done.
0: Hmm.
1: Interesting. And besides besides that, is there anything else you've been up to recently? Um, well, actually my co-authors, um, Grant Walters, he, uh, lives in Columbus in Ohio and Mark Crowen, he's from Melbourne in Australia. Um, they both actually came to visit so we had a, a, a great nine days together uh which included um doing a couple of book talks we did one down in tame where robin gibb lived from 1983 until he passed in 2012 and uh, we also did one here at um at braggy cubby which is our local microbrewery in hollyhead uh we did some radio work and we uh, we also had um s4c's henna program, which is their um, nightly um, weekday magazine program. So that was really, really good. It was good to get the media coverage for this.
0: Oh, nice, nice. So what inspired you to create a decade by decade biography of the Bee Gees?
1: Well, the three of us have been fans for a a long time. Um, Mark uh, has been a fan since uh, 1966, because he obviously um, was party to their Australian material sort of when they were living down there between uh, 1958 and, and, and 66. And Grant and myself, um, we, there's, there's, there's about 10 years difference in terms of our ages, and I'm, I'm, I'm the oldest, um, but, but we got into them at about uh, 1978, around the time of too much heaven tragedy. Love You Inside Out, that Spirits Having Flown album. So um, we've all had varying degrees of in- involvement. Um, Grant set up uh, like a, a an email list server, lots for the BGS, which um, joined a lot of fans up, lots that from around the world. And Mark and I, we co-authored um, another BGS biography called Tales of the Brothers Big back. Tales of the Brothers Gib, back in uh, 2000. Now that's gone to four English editions and it's been translated into German and into Russian as well. So that, that did quite well. We had quite a um, quite a pause in between doing uh, th- this current series of books and the original intention with the publisher, uh, that's Sonic Bond, who are based then in Tewksbury, um, the original intention was to make a single book called on track, every album, every song. So we started writing that with the aim of going to the usual parameters of about 65,000 words. But the Bee Gees catalogue is so vast, it, it spiraled out of control quite quickly. Um, we got up to about 144,000 words, and I, I said to the publisher, Look, we've got a major problem here. What can we do about it? So he says, well, we're doing a new series of books now called Decades. So that's what we'll do with it. We'll split it up into the 60s, the 70s and the 80s. And I persuaded him to let us do the 90s as well. sort of <laughs> There's no, I can't see the point in writing uh, a series of books which doesn't cover the entire career, you know, because it's all worthy.
0: Ah, oh, we're right then. I can see that. Makes good sense, I think.
1: <laughs>
0: mm, yes, of course. Have you done any other author-related
1: work besides the BGs? Gees? Uh, <laughs> I've, I've done a lot of writing. Um, m- most of it is uh, is BGs related uh, I've done a lot of stuff like um, CD notes, DVD notes, tour programs and stuff like that for them. Um, I've done a le- little bit of other writing as well um, because I actually work at Anglesey Circuit. That's the motor racing circuit in uh, here in Anglesey, um, and my business card says that I'm the press officer, and that's what I'm supposed to do. So obviously, like sort of, I do a lot of stuff like sort of in terms of press releases for newspapers, and you know the local papers being what they are, they just copy and paste what you've written which is actually great because that's when that's what you need to need to have said but i also did a, a season writing race reports for Autosport and motorsport news but that's that, that's pretty much it really okay
0: very good where do you see yourself 20 years
1: from now <laughs> happily retired i hope and traveling the world Nice. Pro- 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 probably sort of, in the pursuit of records and live music. Um, I've always based my travel around um, a- around concerts and stuff along those lines. I've you know traveled around Germany following the likes of the BGs and Barclay James Harvest and one of my favorite German artists, Peter Muffey. Um I've travelled all the way around Europe, lots of seeing gigs, and even ventured over to the States, lots of because my wife's American, lots of so seems to make sense to spend some time over there, lots of while we were courting and uh, getting get some gigs in at the same time.
0: Nice, very good, very good. If you were chosen to colonise a new habitable planet, would you take the opportunity?
1: Um. I'll keep this one short. No. (laughs) Um, Give me a little, um, a reasonably sized island and I'd populate it with nice people. Um, Have a music venue, uh, a microbrewery and uh, a 10-pin bowling alley. I think I'd like to do that. Pretty much cover everything I need there.
0: Ah, very nice, very nice.
1: Would you like to live there?
0: Oh... I'll think about it, but for now, I'm happy where I am. okay. if you were given five hundred acres of land, what would you use it for?
1: Well, that would be part of my um part of my little country that I've just talked about. so oh, yeah um five hundred acres what sort of um, I think I could put that to good use Lots sort of agriculturally like I think my um my local brewmaster he sort of would quite like me to grow some hops for him and some barley. Intriguing.
0: <laughs> have you ever heard of a drink called Banana Friche?
1: I can't say I have. No. I get that a lot. So it's understandable. <laughs> so do you ask all your guests that question? Yes. Ah. Nearly
0: every every time, yes. And I always get the same response.
1: I, Example... I would imagine so. Would you care to enlighten me? What is it?
0: Yeah, so uh, Banana Friche is like... A smoothie/slash milkshake that has all the tingly sensations
1: in the world. Okay, that that means it's healthy, does it? I guess so. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> says says he, instead of taking a slug of beer. Ah, very good.
0: <laughs> what improved your life quality so much you
1: wish you did it sooner? Um. I think getting a couple of dogs. My wife had a Dachshund while she was living in in Oregon, and Honey sadly passed away a few months before uh, Judy, my wife, was scheduled to come over to settle over here. Um, So we felt that it would be appropriate that we got a, a little Dachshund and uh, her her name was, was Honey. She's four years old now. And uh, about six months ago, we got uh, a little male as well, and his name's Benny. And they have just totally transformed our lives. They're, they're, they're just wonderful little creatures.
0: That's nice. I know. I know what I know what to expect. <laughs> what could you give a forty minute presentation on without any
1: preparation? Um that could possibly be the BGs. Um, although forty minutes probably isn't long enough.
0: Fair enough. <laughs> I mean, two decades already of the BG's history, surely forty minutes is not enough.
1: Well no, like these two books at the moment, um that's about a quarter of a million words there. So um yeah, there's there's a lot to be said. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. Do you prefer headphones or earbuds? Oh, headphones. Although I prefer not having either to be quite honest with you. I just prefer listening to music through speakers.
0: Okay. Yeah, I can see that. Do you prefer pens or pencils?
1: I'm currently holding a pencil. Ah, um, you can rub out your mistakes can't you but yeah, i'm a, I'm, a, I'm a virgo what sort of so lots of my my rubber is intact so i don't yeah i, I don't make many mistakes
0: yeah fair enough <laughs> if you could erase one past experience what would that be
1: oh that's a very very difficult one because as i say lots of i don't make mistakes so um one past experience um, I think if I can, if I could avoid having to work for one of the bosses that I worked for, that would probably have been the most beneficial thing for me.
0: Okay. Fair enough.
1: <laughs> I don't want to go into detail on that one. <laughs> it was horrible. I can understand that, yes.
0: <laughs> if you had a song for every time you enter the room,
1: what song would that be? Um... This is a strange one. I've got, I've got two songs that that, that go through my mind quite often. Um, the first one is called "Believe It or Not" by Joey Scarberry. and that was the theme to "The Greatest American Hero." Um, that was a, a hit in the states um, in the early '80s. Um, it didn't do anything over here because we didn't have the TV show here. But that that one, sort of, I would love to have that play every time I walked in the room. Um, and the other one, whenever I go to the bathroom, I whistle. Um, I was Kaiser Bill's Batman by Whistling Jack Smith.
0: Oh, that's a, that's a pretty good choices. <laughs> when things break, do you prefer to fix them or replace them?
1: uh it de- it depends what it is um if it can be stuck together with super glue or you know or it doesn't look like it's just been recobbled together what sort of you know with screws and nails and, and gaffer tape and stuff like that sticking out it's got to look right um if it doesn't look right what sort of i would prefer to replace it um, totally unlike my father, who was an engineer, and he, he loves taking things apart and, uh, and, and fixing things properly, and probably making them unbreakable.
0: Ah, huh. interesting. What's the most useless talent you have?
1: Most useless talent? I don't know, have I got a talent at all? Have I got a talent that's useful, let alone useless? Um... I can grow extremely long nasal hair. Is that a talent?
0: Uh, I guess so. Anything could be talent these days.
1: I don't know. I I could be in the Guinness Book of Records with that one. (laughs) Yeah. Intriguing, I might say. (laughs) That's a good job we're not actually on webcam with this, isn't it? Yeah.
0: (laughs) It's best to stick to audio. (laughs) If you could turn... Any activity into an Olympic sport, what would you have a good chance at winning a medal for?
1: Um, any activity. Right, okay. Um, eating cheese, I think. Oh. I'm an absolute, oh. an absolute cheese monster. Oh, okay. You could have been, usually got between, what, sort of 12 to 15 different varieties of cheese in the fridge. That that's mad. And it was Shropshire Blue this evening. All right, then.
0: What is your favourite quote?
1: My favourite quote? Um, oh, That's a that's a really, really difficult one. That's a really difficult one. Um, there's so many memes about nowadays like, sort of, that have got really good things on them, like, sort of, and I can never remember them. Um, I don't know what like, sort of, to be or not to be. That is the question. There you go. That's a good answer to your question, isn't it?
0: Yep, close enough.
1: <laughs> if music be the food of love, play on instead of Shakespeare, you'd think I was an intellectual, wouldn't you?
0: Yeah, I would seem so, yes. <laughs> what item has drastically improved your
1: life? What item? Hmm. Records. And CDs. Anything with a playable music format, which is tangible. What sort of? I, I don't like uh, downloads and streaming and stuff like that. Like I like tangible product. So, um, m- music is an absolute passion of mine, as you probably figured out. Um, so, yes, and and any playable format like that. Lots sort of records are my absolute favorite. Uh, although you have to get up and flip it over, lots of to hear the whole thing, but the the, the entire package, lots of with the, you know, with the large format um, artwork and lyric sheets where the font size is big enough for you to actually be able to read. Um, yeah, vinyl records—that's that's the best thing in the world.
0: Yes, absolutely. If your life was a meal, what kind of meal would it be?
1: My if my wife was a meal. No, life. Oh, my if my life was <laughs> Yeah, sort of uh, hang on a minute. Let's this is going down the road of cannibalism here. Let's sort of uh, <laughs> get out of here pretty sharpish. No, um, if my life was a meal, um it would probably be, be a bit kind of cheesy. Hmm. A meal. I I think I'd just be the cheese board it would be the cheese board like so forget your starters your entree and your sweet let's just get straight into this into the, the cheese board oh yes get right into it <laughs> what
0: is the best way to start the morning
1: um best way to start the morning Oh, bacon bacon that's the best way to start the morning greasy Ah but what you do is what sort of you you save the bacon grease you see ah, and, then, all right. and then you make fried bread with it Ah all right then I can see that mm. If someone wrote a
0: book about you what do you think its title would be uh, The Ego Has Landed
1: Sweet It's, it, it's a, a couple of projects I've got, lots of the side projects going on, lots of which may eventually materialise. The, um, I was going to call one of them, The Ego Has Landed, and there was another one, lots of the, because um, I served in the Royal Observer Corps during the, during the Cold War, and I, I went over to East Berlin during that period. Um, so I, I, I'm trying to put something together about that kind of time as well. And like I know, I know the title's already been used, but um, it was by Spike Milligan actually. Uh, I was going to call that one um, "The the Berlin Wall: My Part in Its Downfall," which I just thought was a great title. Like sort of, and I don't care if it's plagiarised because it'll just be for me.
0: Yeah, couldn't agree more. (laughs) If you had to bury a treasure treasure chest, where would you hide it?
1: Um, underground somewhere, well, so that's the only way you can bury things, really, isn't it? Ah, uh, where would I hide it? Um, in the middle of the racing circuit where I work, probably, well, because people couldn't get to that while the cars are going around, could they? Yeah, of course.
0: <laughs> if you can get anything you wanted for free from one
1: store for the rest of your life, what what would it be? <laughs> We could do an any, mini, miny, mo here. Not it could be um, beer, cheese, or bacon. So take right a, t- t- take your pick out of that lot. Ah, one me more?
0: If you could create your own job title, what would that what would
1: that be? Um, do it. It's this just the job title, or do I actually get the job as well? Hopefully, yes. <laughs> okay. Prime Minister, well, I said can't, can't be doing any worse than this current lot. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> and anything's better than nothing, to be honest. Well, well, <laughs> well I don't think I'd end up in the Guinness Book of Records unless it that have been the shortest serving. Liz, Liz Truss has got that one well and truly sewn up. Yeah, nothing
0: can beat her. <laughs> If you were hosting a dinner party and could invite anyone you wanted dead or alive, what five people would you invite?
1: Um, uh, I've, I've got to swing back to, um, to, to the BGs here. Um, I've met them many, many times. Like said, it was on first name terms with all three of them. Um, but sadly, Robin. Passed in 2012 and Morris in 2003. So they would most definitely be on the the list. Uh, I never met their younger brother, Andy. So um, I would certainly invite him. Um, I think somebody like Nancy Pelosi, I think I would really like to invite. I really admire her. She's the... um, the previous Democrat um, speaker of the House of Representatives in the um, in the states uh, I really really admire her and fifth one um, everybody seems to say Jesus Christ or Hitler don't they um, mm, yeah. no 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 I think I'd know I'd I'm strangely drawn towards uh, Barack Obama. what if sort of, he just seems like a really, really nice bloke. He seems to have a good sense of humor, lots sort of and he can sing, and um, no, I now think he'd be a good party guest. Hmm.
0: all right Dad. that's an interesting list.
1: Well, he's a nicer bloke than Donald Trump.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: lol. although lots sort of I think Donald will be clamoring for any um, party invites that he gets shortly yeah he's he's everywhere.
0: <laughs> Everyone knows his name. <laughs> they do. They do. Yeah. What's something that always makes you laugh?
1: Um, always makes me laugh. Um, <laughs> people in unfortunate situations, like falling downstairs or something like that. Sort of, it was just the shapes they throw. Like That's sort of it. <laughs> um, I know you shouldn't laugh at any anybody else's misfortune, but these compilations you get on YouTube and stuff like that, of it's not as if you can go out and help them, is it?
0: Yeah. They still happen anyway. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: It is what it is. It
1: is what it is.
0: Oh, yes. If you can know the absolute and total truth to one question, what question would you ask?
1: Mmm... Um... That's another really, really difficult one. Um, That's a toffee. You're really putting me on the spot with these ones. Um, Is Donald Trump guilty of all these things that he's being accused of? I think I know the answer already.
0: (laughs) That's how long it's been dragged on for. Yeah, well,
1: yeah, yeah. I guess we'll never know. Oh, I'm sure we'll know some stuff fairly shortly. He's got a lot of stuff coming up in the next few months. Either way, we won't like it.
0: Mm, it, We'll see. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we'll see. It is what it is. That's life, you know. Yep.
1: What was the stupidest joke you've ever heard? Stupidest joke I've ever heard? Um I don't know really lots of this. It's probably so stupid. I didn't really want to remember it. Um, these riddles and things like that, lots that my grandfather used to say lots of when I was a kid. you know, what gets wetter as it dries? And you can't kind of think what, you know what does get wetter as it dries? That's a question.
0: <laughs> I'm assuming his humor because uh, I don't know,
1: a towel. A towel, yes. You know, and what goes uh, up a chimney down, but not down a chimney up. An umbrella. You know, um, those those riddles, they're not exactly jokes, but um, they used to kind of stump me as a, as a five-year-old.
0: Yeah, it really boggles the mind, even today. <laughs> if you could travel back in time, what decade would you want to live in?
1: uh that's fairly easy i think um i think most people would like to be younger than they are but i actually think i'd like to be older than i am um i think i would have liked to have been a teenager in about 1967 that kind of time um so that the the 60s would have been the the ultimate you know, time for me, I think, lots of, with all the great stuff that was happening in music. And then, of course, lots of, I would have been right there, ready for the 70s as well, you know.
0: Yeah, those were the days.
1: Mm-hmm, my friend.
0: Yes. Would you rather never age physically or never age mentally?
1: Um... I don't think I've aged mentally at all, already. Um... I'm starting to feel a bit of the uh, um, the ageing physically. Um, yeah, that's that's an interesting question. That's an interesting one. The I think as long as I don't go gaga, instead sort of uh, I'd um, prefer not to age physically. Yeah, I'd say the same. Yeah, aches and pains. Nah, not 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 pleasant.
0: Absolutely. If you could see one movie again for the first time, what would that be?
1: Uh, <laughs> there's a lot. There's been a lot of great movies made over the years. Like, and I've got fond memories of a lot of them. Um, the Railway Children from 1971 with Jenny Agutter, Peter Warren, and Sally Thompson. Uh, that was probably the, my favourite movie of all time. That one um yeah it's gonna be the railway children for me sweet what's your favorite season autumn without a shadow of a doubt Ah, yes yeah Um, what a time of the year it's yeah it's cool like i don't do heat very well like and i like the um like the nights closing in um because well as you can tell, I'm a bit of a night person, like of, and that's when I write best.
0: Okay, I can see that. And that is all we have for this episode. It was great having you on, Andrew, talking about the history of the Bee Gees and uh, everything else. has Been great.
1: Everything else, I'll say. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, like could it's been it's been fun. of? Thanks for having me, and. Uh, good luck with this, with all your podcasting
0: thank you and until next time stay tuned for more